previously on Algoa FM Breakfast. That's Amy Jones on Algoa FM. Songs called Dance on My Own. Just gone at 20 minutes to uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, it is the 2nd of March 2022. And today is World Teen Mental Wellness Day, as it turns out. It aims to normalize conversations and dismantle stigmas around teen mental health issues. Lots happening this day and age, especially around teenagers. There's the schoolwork, the pressures, just generally. But uh, we've got uh, someone in line to assist us with that, Lee. Yes, we do indeed. It is, of course, important that we initiate and continue critical dialogue around uh, mental health. And people frequently fail to comprehend what kids go through and the stigma connected with mental illness can make teens hesitant to seek treatment. So this day promotes open dialogue and awareness in order to assist youth all around the world. And this morning uh, we're joined by Kabecha-based counselling psychologist and conscious parenting coach Ilza Beggs. Ilza, good morning and thanks for joining us. Good morning, Lee. So lovely to be on air with um, the Algoa team this morning. Ilza, so a very serious matter at hand. The World Health Organization reports that half of all mental health issues start by the time a child reaches the age of 14. And uh, unfortunately, mental health issues are frequent throughout adolescence, accounting for 16% of sickness and injuries um, in those aged 10 to 19. So, you know... What we really wanted to chat to you about this morning is, you know, just a solutions-based discussion. We know that there is the issue. Um, We know that we've come a long way in the study of psychology and understanding mental health. However, there's still more to be done in terms of education, learning, and removing the stigma connected with it. My initial question is, you know, first of all, what are the signs? What should we as parents or families or caregivers, guardians, what are we meant to be looking out for? And even for the teen themselves, what are those flags that you can recognize within yourself to go, oh, okay, there's an issue here? Um, so Lee, I think some of the initial, you know, kind of signs that we can notice as parents is really kind of changes in, in our child's behavior. So there may be kind of increased drawing from the family um, you know, we, we can notice it with physical compliance. So it's often like the headaches and the stomach aches, um, noticing increased irritability, um, you know, frequent illnesses. Um, it can also manifest in kind of educational problems or, you know, kind of sleep issues. And it's also incredibly difficult for teens to recognize those as signs. And often our teenagers are actually sitting with a lot of these difficulties for for maybe even two years before, you know, something, you know, where, where they may, maybe they even ask for help. Mm. You know, it can be really hard for them to even ask for help because they just do not have that insight. Um, so I think really, yes, you know, just these kind of subtle little differences. You know, if you're also noticing that, you know, maybe, you know, your, your child that was always so incredibly close to you and was always sharing everything with you. And over time, you're realizing that they're just not coming to you anymore. You know, we kind of see these changes in the attachment dynamics of parents um, with their children. And, and it's so incredibly important for our children to still keep that attachment bond to us. And we've seen increasing younger and younger children turning to their peer group for that attachment um, you know, connection. And we kind of see this as normal teen behavior, but the, the more they turn into peer group for that attachment dynamic, I mean, really it's the blind leading the blind. Mm. You know, and in your peer group, you can experience incredible criticism and there's a lot of rejection and shaming and judgment. And 
Whereas, I mean, our children are not experiencing that, you know, within the, the, the adult relationship. So the more our children turn towards their peers, the more they're turning away from parents. It's, it's either yes. peer groups or even worse, substance. And I mean, this day is particularly yes. important, you know, for, for, for putting the spotlight on the problems affecting teenagers. And, and just to add to what you're saying about sometimes teens not even being able to recognize some of the red flags themselves. I mean, adolescence itself just on its own makes for trying times even under the best circumstances and the best home you know environment so it's it's something that's just so delicate um and 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 as you say not necessarily easy for teens in themselves to recognize they're dealing with so much else as i say even under the best circumstances definitely ilsa just uh, you know as parents you often you to your your, your kids etc and over the years you just think ah oh, my child is quiet generally quiet uh, sometimes we have to ask the question if there's something else the reason why they're so quiet perhaps uh, at what stage is a, should a parent or an adult intervene more or less when you think it's okay it's a bit unnatural for the child to be so quiet well when's a good time to, to intervene or start asking questions yes i think uh, and this is maybe all as parents where you really absolutely trust your intuition mm. you know and you will feel the difference kind of in the energy also of your child i want to say this is a very energetic thing you know because yes of course some of our children are more introverted and they enjoy spending time alone but Am I spending that time isolated in my room and I'm spending eight hours on a screen? You know, am I struggling to communicate? You know, it's the general answer that I'm giving, oh, I'm just fine, I'm just good. You know, and I think, again, for parents, it's always incredibly important to know, am I in connection with my child or am I focusing on correction? Am I just trying to fix my child? You know, um, but am I actually in connection with my child? Do we, can I see where my child is vulnerable? You know, can I really understand where my child is vulnerable? And then what are we doing with it? And often this may require that the parent starts their own therapeutic process. Mm. And I think for, for parents, if they are able to start doing their inner work and they can heal their traumas and you know their pain Mm. it makes it much more easier for parents to see where their children are in pain very very difficult for parents to be present when their children are in pain we generally want to kind of fix pain or we try and just dismiss the pain you know so this can be also lovely then for parent and child to start a therapeutic journey together but really for the parent also to kind of take accountability for their stuff because if the parent does the healing work it really can bring healing to the entire family dynamic Ilsa, social media also uh, plays a, a huge role, I would imagine, that portray a different story for, for kids to, to let them know it's okay not to be okay. That's it, definitely. And, and what does that even mean? You know, and, and again, when it comes to social media, we can be mindful of who our children are following. You know, social media can also be incredibly beautiful and really valuable, but we can maybe then assist in guiding, you know, who are we following? You know, what is coming up on our feeds? What are the kinds of things we're feeding our minds with? You know, because what I'm feeding myself is also what I am going to be living out. And we can also then guide in terms of really following more um, helpful, mindful kind of practices. Ilza, so just to, to wrap up, I mean, Cholton spoke about um, interventions and so on. It sounds like you are saying, you know, the, 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 the management of access to social media and exposure to social media is one of those interventions. What are the others? Just finally, what can we do as families, as parents, or even the teens themselves as interventions to assist? I mean, again, we can go see, you know, you know, a psychologist and really going for psychological help. Also, like exercise is really important, you know, 
Getting good sleep every single night is important. I also do this little gratitude practice with my kids every single morning on our way to school, you know, where we all kind of mention the things that we are grateful for. And I think it's just such a lovely little good habit to get into Mm -hmm. when we start focusing on the things that we actually do have, you know, and even that, you know, we're going into a different kind of energy. And, And generally the mornings with kids, you know, can be very challenging. So how are we with our children in the morning? Are we criticizing? You know, are we kind of blaming them? Are we judging them? Are we incredibly anxious in the morning? Because our children feel that with us. You know, so what are we doing to also be, like I always say for parents, we've got to be the antidote. You know, if my, if my child is in turmoil, I've got to be the calm. You know, if my child's in chaos, I've got to be the peace. I've got to be the container. And parents really also struggle with their own emotion regulation, you know, and we've got to assist our children in learning to regulate themselves. So this is where we can really implement breath work practices. You know, we can do things like meditation. We can do journaling. You know, so these are all really lovely, helpful ways. And, and getting out there and walking together and moving our bodies together and um, you know, it's all these kind of real practices that helps us with our mind and our body. And affirming your children and using positive reinforcement. Uh, you know, I, I think all of those things are very, very important. Ilza, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Kabeha based counseling psychologist and conscious parenting coach, Ilza Biggs. Thanks, Ilza. Lovely, Lee. Thank you very much, both of you. Bye bye. Algoa FM Breakfast is the business.